Welcome to Praying in Place, a series of guided prayer experiences created by The Meeting House Ottawa. My name is Eric, and I'll be your guide for this episode as we explore what it means to pray from a place of worship. When you hear the phrase, place of worship, what immediately comes to mind for you? Do you think of a church building with stained glass windows? Does your mind picture the local mosque or temple in your neighborhood? The more cynical amongst us might think of our local shopping mall, where people make offerings to the god of consumerism. In their own way, a church full of congregants and an arena full of sports fans are just two sides of the same coin. They are both spaces where people have gathered together to give their time, attention, and affection to something that they value. Normally on this podcast, we would invite you to either physically or mentally travel to a particular place and take part in the meditation from there. But what if places of worship are not places at all? But what if worship is a posture of our heart instead? In most religious traditions, worshipers have historically embarked on pilgrimages to visit holy sites as a way of showing their devotion and in hopes of encountering the divine. In modern Western Christianity, it may not be a part of our tradition to hike the Camino or travel to Mecca, but we have still emphasized the importance of going to church each week. Our Sunday morning commute, a mini pilgrimage all its own. But deep down, we know it is not the particular place that has any power. The divine is not contained within the four walls of any space. As one of the first Christian martyrs, Stephen says in Acts chapter 7, the Most High does not live in houses made by human hands. As the prophets say, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? Or as Paul would say later in Acts chapter 17, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. He is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Let us pause here and consider the implications of what we have just heard.
I invite you to hold still in whatever place you are in right now and begin to breathe deeply. As you do so, become aware of your body and the air around you. What might it mean for you to live and move and have your being within the divine presence of Jesus right where you are right now? As you continue to breathe deeply, check in with all of your senses. Feel the warmth of the sun on your skin and recognize that that is the divine presence of Jesus with you in this moment. Taste the air as it travels through your mouth into your lungs and recognize that that is the divine presence of Jesus with you in this moment. Notice the aromas that fill your nostrils and recognize that they too are the divine presence of Jesus with you in this moment. Listen to the sounds of the world around you. These too are the divine presence of Jesus with you in this moment. Open your eyes and pay attention to the light and how it illuminates everything around you. This is the divine presence of Jesus with you in this moment. You do not have to go to where God is. God is already with you. To be in a place of worship is to be in a state of paying attention, to opening ourselves up to the presence of Jesus wherever we are. A great practice to help us with this is to meditate on the beauty of nature. As Emily Dickinson once said, the only command I ever obeyed is consider the lilies. Emily is referring to Jesus's words in Matthew 6 where he says, look at the lilies of the fields and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Meditating on the beauty of nature moves us to a place of worship of the God who created it all. 
So I invite you to focus your attention on a specific piece of nature around you. If you are outside, you could look up at the clouds or at the leaves on a tree or some flowers in a garden or even a blade of grass. If you're in your home, you can look out your window or consider a plant or even a piece of fruit or a vegetable from your fridge. The goal here is to pick out one specific object from nature and to look at it, to really, really look at it. I'm going to read some verses from Psalm 19, and then I'm going to pause and give you a moment to consider the lilies by meditating on that object and giving it your full attention. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet, their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Let's pause and meditate on the nature in front of us. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet... Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. As we continue to consider that a place of worship is right where we are, surrounded by the divine presence of Jesus, let us reflect together on the wise words of a traditional church hymn. By reading these words instead of singing them, I pray that we will be awakened to their truth in a fresh way. While the original version of this hymn is called, This Is My Father's World, I have intentionally changed the lyrics of the second verse to use female pronouns in order to reflect the reality that God encompasses all genders 
and these feminine qualities can be seen throughout nature. I invite you to close your eyes and listen. This is my father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, his hand the wonders wrought. This is my mother's world, the birds their carols raise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my mother's world. She shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass I hear her pass. She speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. Oh, let me never forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king, let the heavens ring. God reigns, let earth be glad. Let us now close our time together with a prayer used in the Navajo prayer tradition. When it comes to seeing the whole of the created world as a place of worship, we have much to learn from our indigenous brothers and sisters. Let's pray together. God is before us. God is behind us. God is above us. God is below us. God's words shall come from our mouths, for we are all God's essence, a sign of God's love. All is finished in beauty. All is finished in beauty. Amen.